Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. And I'm Kylie. And on today's episode, we talk about Stuber. Stupid. Oh, wait, sorry, what did you say? I said Stuber. Stupid? Hi, my name is Stu. Pid? No. Not you. You're Whoa. not stupid. Whoa. The film is stupid. Oh, okay. That's what it should have been called. It should, I don't think it would have sell that well if it's just called stupid. It's not selling that well anyway. Well, so it doesn't matter. I mean... No worries, Josh. It, that's, I think it'd be even less if it was called stupid. I, you know? What are you saying? Disney's first R-rated comedy in decades is, is not selling well? Is it theirs or did they just acquire it? Well, it's their, it's their, they acquired it. It is a Fox film. However, it is, the internet is up in a, in a tizzy because Disney released an R-rated film. And I was like, yeah, is, this is what they bought Fox for. Calm down, everybody. It's just going to be their R-rated brand. Maybe PG-13, depending on the franchise. Yeah. It's like when they had M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. <laughs> they were like, you, go make some Touchstone movies. Go, go. It's okay. <laughs> he was a Disney guy for a while. <laughs> Listen, who hasn't been a Disney guy for a while? Me. I mean, fair. But I think if you make some films, you never know. You never know what might happen. You might get get wooed by, by, by Disney in some, one of their many, many branches of filmmaking. Spielberg, he's made films for him. Mm-hmm. Tarantino, he's made films for him. Mm-hmm. Miramax. Um, George Lucas, does he count as something? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. He's helped Yeah, with those things. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically in the parks. Like, even if none of his films have been released for them, he was... You keep touching the Spielberg ones <laughs> yes. when we're talking about Lucas. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, these are the <laughs> ones that are in my brain. The Indiana Jones, which, like... George and Steven were, like, best friends on. Josh, I promise that if we make Indiana Jones and you make the terrible second and fourth one and I make the good first and third one, I won't throw you under the bus like Steven did. <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll be a better friend thank and a better you. person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate this. I'll be like, no, it was it was us together. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And then after I die, then you'll be like, oh, no, these were his, like... No, I wouldn't be a... No, I'm not a Spielberg. I'm a good person. I'm not saying that Spielberg isn't a good person, but I'm a better person. You're just saying that he took an opportunity to throw George under the bus, and, well, he did. Uh-huh. Like a jerk. <laughs> I wonder why they haven't collaborated on things in a long time, huh? All three of them have to agree for this fifth one to happen. Him, those two, and... Ferris. Or Harrison. Ferris. Not, not Ferris. I put, <laughs> and I put Ferris it, Bueller. <laughs> Ferrison is what I tried to uh, say. Harrison. Yeah. All three of them, I think they have it almost like an equal share of everything, and so... I mean, that makes sense. They've all been involved with all four so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day on Twitter... Mark Hamill. Oh, the other day on Twitter when Scarlett Johansson was saying nonsense. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what Scarlett yeah. Johansson oh, was saying. Oh, oh, okay, well, while you're looking up that, the other day on Twitter, Mark Hamill was just like, "Hey, I found this picture of uh, me and Harrison Ford the first time we met at our Star Wars uh, uh, read like audition, and I just want to shout out love to my buddy Harrison. He's pretty cool." I was like, "Oh, friendship. 
good times. And then he made like a little collage of his favorite photos of Harrison Ford. I was like, this is adorable, you guys. Like, good job. Good job, everybody. She has taken stuff back. Oh, no. What what did Scarjo do? I'm trying to get the original okay. one. Okay, alright. And she kind of took it back, because everyone, like... Do I have to not like Scarlett Johansson now? I mean... I, I'm okay <laughs> with it if it's true. I just... Okay. You know... So this was her quotes. Um, so she's touching on the controversy of actors playing different genders and ethnicities. Saying, oh, okay. You know, as an actor, I should be allowed to play any person or any tree or any animal because that is my job and the requirements of my job. There are social lines being drawn now and a lot of political correctness is being reflected in art. So the internet lost their minds about this? Yes. Because when, like, any criticism comes up against her for playing Ghost in the Shell or Mm -hmm. other things, she's always like, well, I should be able to play what I want. I can play any race. I disagree with her on that statement. She shouldn't be able to play any race. I agree that she should be able to play any part she's cast in. As an actor, I think you should have that ability. I think it's up to the people casting and directing and producing these films to cast the right people for the roles, and that would include for them to look at gender and race and all of those things. Can make a counter-argument? Yes. I also think as she is the highest paid actress of this year, yeah, that she also has a responsibility to be aware of things that she shouldn't be auditioning for. Yeah. When it comes, I think that it's also her responsibility to see a role like that and be like, well, I shouldn't play that. Yes. As a responsible part of the responsibility of actors as well. And so I think if she is cast and Scarlett Johansson isn't like, down on jobs. Right. She's making enough money. I think that she also has the responsibility to turn down a job if she is not correct for it. I agree with you that I would expect somebody to have that level of responsibility to society. Mm -hmm. And they should have that standard in society. She doesn't, and that that is a choice on her, and that does reflect poorly on her in that situation. But now... Four hours ago, this oh, okay. posted. Okay, all right, okay. Scarlett Johansson has released a statement following her current controversial interview. I recognize that in reality, there's a widespread of disparity amongst my in- industry that favors Caucasian cisgendered actors. I didn't read the whole thing, but right. you know, maybe maybe she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I made a, I made a, I made a stuber. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just we're just gonna replace? replace the words in our society. Yeah, bad yeah. choice. <laughs> <laughs> a bad choice is a stuber. Yeah. For everyone involved. Now, okay, is the bad choice making the stuber or watching the stuber? Making the stuber, watching the stuber, being a character in the stuber. Okay. It's all... It's, so it's all... It's all stuber. So, so Ico is not out of the woods for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say, Ico. At least with Mile 22, they respected you to speak yeah. and to do action film uh-huh. stuff more consistently. Yeah. And it seemed like they trusted you with something. 
Fair enough. Um, before we 100% transition to Stuber, um... Are we only gonna have 50%? <laughs> uh, what if, Josh, yeah, what if up? I take over this pod, this episode and I change what we talk about? I wanna let our <laughs> listeners know right now, Kylie in the 11th hour had a chance change this episode. I did. And I didn't. And I, 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 I unlike Scarlett Johansson, I am responsible for the choices I've made. Uh-huh. In that, I made a statement as to why we stuck with Stuber, and it turns out it was a poor gamble, and that was my fault. And I respect that I take the responsibility. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. However, what if I hijack it at this point and just talk about Conjuring 3? You can't stop me. There, it doesn't exist. Hey, con- oh, wait, you're right. Level 3. <laughs> Josh, it's not making as much money as the other ones have. I mean, but it made more than Child's Play, so... Goals achieved? It's easy to make more than a nickel, Josh. <laughs> also, Box Office Mojo didn't release what the budget was, and so I'm just, I'm just hoping we made above budget. Of Annabelle? Yeah. Um... So it's 173 million. As long as we didn't pay Patrick Wilson 100 million, and we didn't pay Verga 75 million because the hegemony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think budget. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we probably didn't do those things. <laughs> Though, <laughs> we didn't make our budget. No, no. I'm gonna say we didn't pay our two actors that are barely in the movie 175 million dollars. Our ands and wits. <laughs> yes. Though I will say they're probably the highest paid actors in the movie. But, top build, McKenna, McKenna Grace. <laughs> McKenna Railroad Grace. McKenna. <laughs> MRR Grace. <laughs> um, who's the girl? The the teenage girl. The, I don't know. The, okay, great. Which She's one? Person. Not, not the one I hate. The one that, the babysitter. Do you still hate her by the end? Uh. I hate her choices. I think they were dumb. Maybe I'm feeling similar about her and ScarJo right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're both making stupid <laughs> choices, and I need you to feel bad. I need you to improve. Okay? I think that... I mean, like... I don't necessarily believe in, like, the ghosty things, so maybe if I was... I mean, like, if I was in the Warrens' basements and I didn't know the Warrens' history... <laughs> I don't know. But she does! She does know the Warren's history! That is literally the reason she invites herself over. And they when just she found out about it. They just found out about it. Yeah! They're called hoaxes, you know? I go down there and I start touching things too. Okay. You're right, I wouldn't break and enter. You that is the difference story, between one. me. Uh, two. Greta? Greta. I don't know anything <laughs> about Greta. Three. My 10th favorite movie of the year? Ooh. Fantastic. Well, see, I, I was like, okay, here in Midsummer, okay, uh-huh. I was like, it's gonna be around Midsummer, because here's why, it's a but, it's a head by one, because Midsummer's a better film, but if you were like Kylie, would you rather watch Midsummer or Greta again? We're gonna pop in Greta. <laughs> see, I, I'm not ready. I know that Midsummer, which I think is my 15 right now. Mm-hmm. I know that Midsommar is a better film than, like, the next, like, five things that are right below it, which includes Annabelle Comes Home. But I tell you, by the end of this year, 
they will probably all be ahead of Midsommar for that same reason. Like, if you tell me Annabelle comes home or Midsommar, I'm watching that doll. You gonna get it on DVD? Um, at the right price? At the right price. I need I need The Conjuring 2 as well. Basically, what I'm hoping is at some point they release, like, the Ed Lorraine Warren pack, and it's just so all of them. you can have theirs. all of them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need Annabelle 1 or 2 or none. La Llorona. Don't need that either. But all the ones with Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'm on board. Okay, listen. You would... There's this thing earlier where you were like, I'm gonna go in there and touch things. It's a hoax. You don't... If, if you are Daniela, your motivations are very different. Because... <laughs> because she has a reason to not only believe that it's true, she, she wants... It to be true. No, I don't know if she... Therefore, there's some reverence that needs to be respected. I don't know if she believes it to be true, but she hopes it to be true. Well, either way... It's r- kind of like Santa Claus. Okay. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you just... You don't go into the, to the North Pole and start touching his things either. Oh, because he could be, like, mean. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. He's tired. What if he's very particular? Yeah. What if he's Vince Vaughn? What if it's only, like... What if he's, like, an OCD clause and, like, only the elves can do it? Mrs. Claus is just very uptight about everything. Yeah. What's the pace? What's the pay like for the elves? Do we know? No. <gasps> no. He could, oh, he could be a capitalist. All right. Anyways, so everyone, this he is probably is a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been our episode on Stuber, everybody. Here yeah. we go. We did okay, it. Okay. Well, um, let's play the Planet Hollywood game. Uh, Kylie. Okay. Kylie. So. We are at the inquiry of the half squared Fortnite. We are still at the beginning. Man. Listeners, <laughs> y- listeners, sidebar, sidebar with me, listeners. You know Kylie didn't like a movie when she's ready for the Planet Hollywood game. Like, she is counting down the days where we don't have to play that game anymore. So, like, you know she's... We're in for a treat, everybody. Okay. All right. Sidebar's done. Uh, inquiry of the half squared Fortnite. Kylie, I have a question for you. Uh, this film is a throwback to a kind of a different genre. Kind of like... A buddy genre, a buddy cop genre, a buddy solves crimes on genre. And though the movie may or may not work, I-, I think that the idea of pairing action star Dave Bautista and comedian Kumail Nanjiani together as like the, the good old buddy cops is a good idea. But yeah. Kylie, take those two aside. Mm-hmm. Who? What? You get to make your own best version of a buddy cop movie. Okay. Who are you putting in it? Orman Aquaman. <laughs> No, but the uh, two people. Two people. Orm and Aquaman. That's oh, two. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. In my brain, you said Orm and Patrick Wilson. And I was like, uh, wait, no, that's just the same person, but I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Orm and Patrick Wilson? Yeah. That's who you're going with? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now question to your actual answer. Uh-huh. Question to your. Are we doing Orm and Aquaman, or are we doing. Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa. It depends on where we're... Okay, okay, here's... You gotta pitch this. You gotta pitch it. Okay, well, is it underwater or is it on land? I don't know, Kylie. Is it? You gotta pitch this. See, if it's underwater, it's Orm and Aquaman. Okay. uh But if it's above, it's Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa. My man! I'm surprised you just didn't go with Jason Momoa and Christopher (laughs) Christopher Plummer and just call it my man. I can't... I don't know if I can forgive, uh... Ryan Johnson for just killing off Christopher Plummer. Oh no. What is the point? 
What is... What, what my knives are out for Ryan Johnson. I mean, my it's knives not, are out, too. It's not for that Star Wars film. It's for killing Christopher Plummer right off the bat. Well, maybe that's just how we get emotional, like, connection. Like, so no. My man was here. They'll just show the scene of him from The Sound of Music singing Edelweiss, yeah. and then, like, they'll kill him. And then it'll, like, pan out to, like, him as older. Like, he'll watch it on a screen. Uh-huh. And then it pans out to older Christopher Plummer. And he turns to the and camera he and he says, hey, remember when I replaced Kevin Spacey and I was everyone's hero? And then blackout. <laughs> and then he's dead. Cut to his funeral. And this is how Knives Out opens. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on Knives Out. <laughs> <sighs> um, what was your question? Okay, yeah, Patrick Wilson and Aquaman. They've worked together. Uh-huh. Okay. Jason Momoa, that's his name. Yes. They've worked together. Yep. One of them is a tree. Okay. Like, uh-huh. like built like a tree. Okay. One of them is... Uh, I know that, like... I know that Jason Momoa is the internet's boyfriend kind of on and off right now. Especially when Aquaman came out, everyone was losing their mind. And for good reasons. But I don't... Conventionally handsome Patrick Wilson's also there. Uh-huh. And he can sing. Yeah. So I'm just oh, saying... Oh, 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 the biggest <laughs> sin of Annabelle Comes Home. Let me tell you right now. They gave Patrick Wilson a guitar and we didn't hear anything. We see it, we just don't hear it. I'm very upset. Well, that, the we wouldn't have made back our budget if we had allowed Patrick Wilson to. Sing. We would have made it back in triple. What are you talking about? We would have had Oscars. We would have had Grammys. We would have had a Tony adapted version. Oh, okay, and uh, Oscar nominated Annabelle comes home. Patrick yes. Wilson will be performing the yes. song "Spooky Doll in the Basement." It's pronounced "Spooky Doll in the Basement." <laughs> It was cool, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> the coin. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> I might ha- I might need your help. I'm sorry I answered it correctly. There's no, no, no. no more other answers. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. I got the answer. Um, I need, uh, I'm gonna have to either, I'm just gonna ask you, who is the guy in Snowpiercer who is the, like, the, like, expert guy who's, like, breaking all the doors open and he works with Bong Joon-ho a lot. I think it's Kang Ho Song. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm gonna put Kang Ho Song and I'm gonna put Randall Park together. And this is what I'm gonna do. So, we're gonna have, we're gonna have them and it's just gonna be, they're gonna be come together and Randall Park is gonna be the, like, the cop who's, like, behind the desk and he, he only does the desk work and he's too afraid to get out behind the desk. And Kang Ho Song is going to be the one that's like all gung-ho. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And he gets himself in all the dangerous situations. But they have to come together and learn a little bit from each other as they solve a crime and take down, I don't know, some boring white guy who's shipping drugs somewhere. Yep. That's the one that I'm going to do. Because I, I like both those actors, but I'm like Randall Park. Come on, break big, Randall. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> You pitched a movie. Uh-huh. And I pitched a concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, one of these two would get made. Uh-huh. It's not mine. Oh, because you don't <laughs> you don't have the Momoa. I don't. True story. And I, don't, I don't know about their singing ability, so um that tells me 
that you have not watched Always Be My Maybe yet. Of course I haven't. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be our bonus app. I'm not. Sylvana wants to do it with us. Is that what we should do for Slice Pick? No, she already picked Ratatouille. Okay, well, who knows. The schedule's been changing all over the place. Mm, nope, it's been consistent. What, what are you talking about? I don't know about Hobbs and Shaw, Josh. We might have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just want you to know. Okay, fair enough. All right, everyone. If you want to answer my, the questions and tell me why I'm right, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can do it on iTunes, where you can leave us a five-star review and only a five-star review. If you do not leave us a five-star review, I will find you. Get under the bed, listeners. <laughs> She's going to take you. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now, on with the show. Why are we still Friend of a Friend Podcast? Um, we haven't changed it yet. Okay. I think we could. We could probably just take it over. We just go Ducks Watch together. We could just do it. Alright, everyone. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Expectations? Oh, um, the first trailer? Solid. Really high. I was ready for it. The next trailer's down... Looked less and less good each time. So, but I think I was properly prepared by the time I got in this movie. What about when I sent you a text of, I hate this, I want to die? Kept, kept lowering them. <laughs> kept lowering them even more. And it was in a good spot by the time I got there. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you that... My what... expectations <laughs> Sorry, yes. was that I saw the first trailer and I was like, okay. And then I saw it again. And I saw it again. I saw other trailers, and every day as we approached this recording, uh-huh. well, actually every day as we approached the release date, I gained less and less excitement for it every single day. Yeah. I had an existential dread about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, this is why I gave you the out. And what was my response, Josh? Ico. 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 Talking about hey now. Nope, nope. Hey now. No, I absolutely hate that joke. Sorry, so sorry. I go you ways. My homie. Yes. My why? Why do you like Ico? Because he's cool. From where? Why? How are people <laughs> gonna know him? Because it's not from Stuber. Oh, mile twenty-two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doing a real good job at selling why this guy's your homie. Man of, man from Tai Chi. Man of Tai Chi. Okay. Man from Tai Chi. The man of Tai I don't know. Man of Tai Chi? I don't know. Made of Tai Chi. I don't know. It's the one directed by Keanu. I think it's man from... Made... Man... I don't know. I'll, I'll look <laughs> it up. Yeah, he's in it. He's like the final boss. Wait, no, sorry. Keanu's the final boss. He's like the second to final boss. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> he doesn't have a line in that film either. Um, so, if you don't know who Aiko is by name, you may know him by film. I have talked about the raid before in my life, and hey, he's in both of them. What's up? Man of Tai Chi. The man of Tai Chi. Not the. Just just man man of of Tai Tai Chi. Chi. Yes. So, that is, uh, that's where he's from. Uh, he's he's most known for the raid. Uh, he's got some other films in there, like Triple Threat. He has one film, and it's his first film. I think it might be his second second film, but his first collaboration with the guy who did the raid. It starts with an M. He's really good in that film. Don't remember what it's called. It's like, meh, meh. Um, but Ico Ues is like... M-E-R-A-N-T-A-U. Uh-huh. 
Yep. Try and pronounce it. Morantu? Morantu. Perfect. That sounds right. Uh, um, Aiko is a very uh, great martial artist. He was a stuntman for a while. He comes in. He explodes with the raid. He's kind of starting to break into American films very slowly and not very well he briefly is in the force awakens where he probably has the most lines that we've given him in an american film i was gonna say it's equal to stuber you know <laughs> which is sad <laughs> i think he has four lines in stuber now to be fair he probably also has equal like just slightly over equal screen time in force awakens and stuber mm-hmm. so like there's at least that uh-huh who who is that? Who are are we are we praising JJ Abrams for that or are we dissing Stuber for it? We're not demonizing Stuber for it is all I'm saying. <laughs> like here's what I will say. It's strange the amount of time and lines that this man has for being the third build actor of this movie. I was watching this and I was like, man, Natalie Morales' agent is terrible. Like how did she not get the three bill for this movie? Yeah. That was my thought. So, you know, woman. I wonder if... Okay. It makes me think that maybe there might have been more for that character to do, and there might be a, a subplot that's kind of cut to the floor. It's all on the floor. Yep. Because... Alright, to get into the film a little bit. Um, so, Aiko plays this guy with a bad mustache. Uh-huh. I don't know his name, even though it's said, like, 40,000 times. It's, it really is. It reminded me, like... Toretto, uh-huh. but it is not Toretto. No. But I kept thinking about Fast and Furious as I watched it. You were like Dominic. And I was like, man, I wish I was watching a Fast and oh, man. Furious film. Uh, Oka? Tejo. 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 Toretto. T-E-D-J-O. Right? Tejo. Toretto. Yep. And he's in it at the beginning, and Karen Gillian's in it, and when you see Karen Gillian, and you know you've seen the rest of the trailers, you're like, oh no, Karen Gillian. Um, and so then Dave Bautista gets a Uber, and that's the premise, and we're having fun, and we're gonna try and stop this drug deal from happening, or something. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, that's essentially what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate this movie. Um, it's not great. And I will fully admit that it starts, I personally think it starts with its weakest sequence. And that is something that's really hard for it to overcome. Kylie is shaking her <laughs> hands over there. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot of shaky cam action sequence stuff here. Which, my question is, why? And, and hear me out, because I have two points. Uh-huh. One, Ico? Mm-hmm. Two, Dave Bautista's done wrestling stuff mm-hmm. and some Marvel stuff, and I don't know if he's proficient in martial arts or anything. However, I think that that would lead me to believe he is an actor who has some fight choreography skills that could have been employed. I am going to answer this question with another question by reading you with a, a list. <laughs> by reading you a list of the movies that Michael Douse. D O W S E. Oh, the he director has a, of Stuber. He has one called has like done called, previous to this. It's called like Foomer. It's Fubar. 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 Number three. Which is a improv comedy about headbangers on the budget of clerks. Um, Fubar two. 
Great. Um, there's one film in here called It's All Gone, Pete Tong, and I have no idea what that movie is or is about. Beyond that, we've got three in a row here. We've got Take Me Home Tonight, good old Topher Grace movie. Goon, all right, actual good movie, all right. What If, actual good romantic comedy. And then a bunch of television and Stuber. What do what none of those probably have? Yeah. Probably action. Action sequences. Here's my next point. Mm-hmm. So if I can't film an action film, uh-huh. and because I have, you know, humbleness about me. Oh, uh-huh. What if I... You are much like Connor for real. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's so no. humble. Nope. No. He's ironically humble. No. <laughs> Not even ironically. <laughs> Sorry, I brought up Connor for real. This is my bad. Uh, I would find someone that might be able to help me out. You yeah. know, have like a home dog. Like, hey, hey, David. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, Latish, Latish. Leech? Yeah, Leech. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Help yeah. me out here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I might just like call up a homie and be like, hey, can I have some assistance? Or or maybe even just be like, hey, Iko, do you... Do you know anybody who knows how to do this? Hey, Iko, can you do this for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the opening sequence is rough. It's hard to... It's really hard to watch because we're not... We're supposed to be trying to connect to our main character of this film, which is a old rundown cop played by Dave Bautista. And we're not actually able to do so because... We can't see anything? It's hard to follow, and the it's it's just not worth opening your film with this sequence. So that when, by the time the inevitable thing happens to Karen Gillian, you're just, you don't care. And then we cut to a five years later sequence. And, and what I will say about, about Stuber is, it follows the plot line to a T of the, 90, the 80s and 90s buddy cop formula. Which is a formula we haven't seen a lot recently, so it was kind of nice. It was like going back to an old favorite. You know, you haven't had Cool Ranch Doritos in a while, and you're like, oh yeah, Cool Ranch Doritos, okay. These are okay. They're not my favorite Doritos, but they're pretty okay. You know, yeah. For a buddy cop comedy? Yeah. I don't know. We had like 22 Jump Street like five years ago. Yeah, like five years ago. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, don't need more of those anymore. No. Um, it's a genre that we don't see a lot anymore of in this in this format. So that was okay. That we just hit some of the very familiar beats. So what these films do rely on is a, a partnership between the two actors, and that you actually. Uh, care. I think you're forgetting right along too from three years ago. <laughs> Got anything with us in the last 365 days? We had chips two years ago. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Dax Shepard and... Uh, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, nice guys three years ago. Turner and Hooch, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> I was going to be like, is there a Turner and Hooch remake I didn't know about? <laughs> Okay, Josh, you made a point. <laughs> okay, great. 
These films rely on uh, a char- characters that you can connect to because the mystery or the crime is going to be fairly straightforward and you're going to figure out what's going to happen. You know what that is. And it's the performances of the two actors. And so by ha- having this scene set up, with the opening scene se- sequence set up so poorly, it-, it did this film a real disservice. Because for me, I then immediately disconnect to the Dave Bautista character because I don't have anything to really read into about that character. He's a stereotype. He's nothing more than just an, an, a trope that we're going to follow through this movie. I say I don't hate this movie. And what works for me about this movie is Kumail Nanjiani. Um, and the character that he's given. Good old Stu himself. I will say that I, I can hear and would hear arguments for why he too is nothing more than a trope. Not, that is that is also fine. I can hear and see those arguments too. Okay, thanks. I don't have to make them now. I, <laughs> I no, go, no. I go, it's just a trope. <laughs> no, it's, you're not wrong. The trope the movie. Nothing is wrong about that statement. What I think that this film does that is kind of unique, and I will totally frame this by saying I had good week but a very long week i was tired it was stupid hot it was stuber it was stuber hot it was just a long week and i was going to do something that i didn't super want to do afterwards so kind of to go sit in a movie theater for an hour and a half with the slushy and just like watch something that was gonna try to make me laugh a little bit i was right on board i was in i was in the sweet spot to kind of enjoy stuber which is what I ended up doing. And I will say for me, I maybe I'm just like in the bag for Kumail. Because anytime he was on screen, I was on board. Like I appreciated the bits that he was running. I appreciated what he was trying to bring to his character. I like how he actually was able to, him, and I will give the director and the writing team a little bit of credit. Like I think they played the stereotypes off each other really well. In that sense of they were trying. I don't think they succeeded all that well. But they were trying to make some commentary on like men the different types of men in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I ended up enjoying him. And maybe it was just his performance alone that held me through this movie. Because once he shows up, he's in it from start to finish. No, he dumb. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you want to elaborate? No, I mean, like... I, I... I don't know. I found his character grading. Yeah. Um, just to a point where, like, this film cut... It just feels like it copy and paste so many things throughout it. Yeah. Because it's just like, okay, they go, they do a thing, he starts screaming. And then they go and they do a thing and he starts screaming. And I was just like, I was like, Stu, <laughs> stop. This isn't worth five stars. I don't... <laughs> It's not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you a dumb boy. <laughs> and not for, like, your relationship with this girl. It's that you've continued on with this thing. Uh, other... Th- I, don't, I don't know. It, it repeats itself so much, even to the fact that there's a scene where it does the same thing, like, five times in the span of, like, two minutes, where there's a can that gets thrown, and then pew, 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 and then a can gets thrown, and then pew, 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 and then a can gets... It's just it's just repeating itself, and I'm... It's been minutes. It's been seconds. 
No, Josh, put your hand down. I'm not calling on you. Kelly, 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 call on me. You like that scene? No, no, I don't like that scene. What's but up? I can tell you why it's justified in the movie. Uh-huh. So the the conceit of the film that I don't care for is that Dave Bautista just got LASIK surgery, and so he quote unquote can't see through this whole movie. Yeah, it's stupid. It's fine. You do things more creatively. But they didn't. They so went for something that was just cut the, more The piece. repetitive can thing uh-huh. is that da- what they he were can doing hear it. I know. He can hear it. I don't care. <laughs> I am much like Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care. <laughs> Do something more interesting. Yeah. Make it better. Don't just show me the same scene. Oh, and it's within the same scene. Don't show me the same action five times in a row. Gotta get audience set up and pay off. It's, they gotta understand. It's, it's set up and pay off. 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 There's this daughter character that's in it and who she's my favorite part because I don't know. She's fine. Yeah. Um, She's given something to do. Yeah. She's gotta forgive her dad. She's gotta worry and forgive. I also really appreciate something that I really appreciated about that character was her honesty with her dad because it, it she it was always clear that she cared for her dad, but and that the relationship was strained to some degree. But like, there's a scene very early in the film where they're at a, a Chinese food restaurant. And he's like, well, we got to come here for Christmas. It's our tradition. And she's like, no, that's your tradition. I do it for you. And I just, I appreciated that that honesty kind of kept through to those characters. Like, she would always be able to, she she could see through what he was doing. She knew him better than he knew himself at times. And their relationship, again, was something that I was on board with. And there's, like, just light homophobia sprinkled throughout this. And I'm like, 2019, we don't need this. We don't. And like, and like, Josh, he's like, feel your emotions, Dave Bautista. And I'm like, Stu, do you want him to feel his emotions right now? There's a chance he's on an adrenaline high where he literally cannot. That's what adrenaline. If I am Dave Bautista and I'm about to catch Ico Uez, I am on a high. I am (laughs) full on adrenaline. I can't feel my sadness right now. You cannot make me. Yeah, but if you feel your sadness, Stu <laughs> Then Aiko gets away and children get heroin. Good job, Josh. Great point. Stu is trying to ruin this. Stu doesn't understand what he's doing. <laughs> because Dave Bautista doesn't give him any information. <coughs> His only motivation is, I gotta get to this date. Five-star review. And five-star review. Yes. He needs his job, man. We don't know why he needs his job, but we know he needs no, his job. No, I know why he needs his job. Money? So he can start the gym. Spinsters. The the stupidest. Five out of five. What? Five out of five. Would attend. Go for it. Spinsters, love it. On board. You can't. I know I can't. You're not a woman. I know. I understand that. But I would would drive by there and be like, that's clever. Josh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. Here's why. Okay. I mean, maybe we're taking the word back. But, like, (laughs) Spinsters has just always been a real negative word for women that I don't... this point is pointed out in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Betty Gilp- Gilpin's character, she don't care. She likes it. Whatever. She's taking it back. Okay. I don't... I would... I don't... That is a character in the film that I don't find particularly interesting mm-hmm. or particularly necessary. Because we don't learn anything about her or her yeah. as a person. We have one scene with her before she's an emotional wreck. Yes. Yeah. And so it's almost like you can't actually have any character development or time to care about that character. 
because we don't spend any time with these characters or really try to develop them and anything more. Oh, right, we're just working with tropes. I forgot. Sorry, Josh. So Please, sorry. Can, remember when I, before we started, and I was like, Josh, I have no passion for anything, I know. and here I am. This is the most passion <laughs> I've seen you in. I just, I just was sitting in this movie theater hating my existence and thinking about how after this I got to go see Endgame again. Don't spoil the end game. Don't spoil the end game. Oh, that's the other one. Because <laughs> there's, there's snaps. Oh. There's, in fact, snaps three times in the film. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Much like West Side Story. There's more than three snaps there, I think. And they're done. Uh, is that really it? No, I think there's more. <laughs> is Steven Spielberg remaking that? Yes. yes, he is. Is it a musical? Yeah, no. <laughs> No. He's like, cut the songs. Get out of here, Sondheim. I don't know. They're doing that with Mulan. Well. Mulan only has like four songs anyways. It's fine. Yeah. Um, question. Yeah. Is he going to find someone that knows anything about musicals to maybe help him? Uh, Sondheim was on set. Yeah. Was he helping Spielberg? <laughs> I mean, listen, all I know is that there is photographs of multiple days that Steven Sondheim has been on set with Spielberg. Like, they're hanging out next to each other. Two Stevens in one room. Watch how I'm going to ruin this, and I'm going to blame you for it. <laughs> Who said that? Steven. Which one? <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> what if Sondheim was like, I don't want to know, the original's good, let's Sondheim. sabotage it. Remember when... I put you in Ready Player Fun. Uh, yeah. You will, you will remember that from now on, and you will. You need that film. I do need Ready Player Fun. You're Ready not Player wrong. Fun. Yeah. I will say this: you earlier had said that there is no character development, and I will say for every supporting character of this film, there is no character development. I will say... Stu does go through an arc. Stu and Dave Bautista... Tries to go through an arc. Tries to go through an arc. And then when um, we hit the end, we're still not okay with things, but it's okay. We're trying. He is trying, which counts as an arc for a 50-year-old dude um, who's set in his ways. No, he should not have. That's what Super 2 is, is he's trying to get away with the murder. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of this movie is where the car at the end explodes, and Kumail's like, how did it explode? It's an electric car, there's no gas! And then he finally figures out that there's propane in there. That was solid. That was good times. Um, <clears throat> I will admit that while I did find this movie, there were bits that worked on me, um... I think most of the good bits are in the trailer, which is unfortunate, because there's nothing new to f- explore or find here. I laughed um, once, and I'm trying to remember why I laughed at. I... Oh, I remember what I laughed at. Okay, what'd you laugh at? Okay, well, one, Aiko should have murdered Kumail Nanjiani. You're right. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, please, no. It would have been really easy. Yeah, you're not <laughs> wrong. That is a true story. And then he would have gotten away with it all. Uh, okay, so here we go. Oh, they're in the van. Oh, I like the van. <laughs> Spoilers, I skip ahead 30 seconds. But what I could what Kumail does is like Dave Bautista is like, hey, no, let this guy go. He hasn't done anything, and then he throws the sriracha and I go. <laughs> and good. I was like, oh good, Stu, you're still stupid. <laughs> oh sorry, no, no, sorry. I I take that back. He's on an adrenaline high. He's on adrenaline so high. So he can't feel his feelings. 
Um, you texted me a line that was like... Did you, you laugh at it? I laughed at it. I laughed at it. Do you think you would have laughed at it if I hadn't brought it up? Yes. Um, because I appreciated his delivery. And it fit with the character that he was trying to go with. He was like, I need you to be less of a grumpy grumperson. You think that's going to help by saying he has a stupid face? <laughs> he said he had a bad face. You're right. Sorry. It's, it's a very different line. Mm-hmm. You didn't say he had a stupor face. Oh, that guy. The guy who works in the store with him. I did not care for that character. That was not a good character. I Anyway. The, the no. guy from... The guy from... American... Yeah, from? Ameri- it's American... It's a non-American hustle. Josh, help me. Help me. American help horror me. story. No, sh- American sh- 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 Stop talking. Stop talking. Try to stop talking, okay? American Vandal. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, he is an American Vandal! Much better in American Vandal than he is in here. Because he's a... Character. Person? Yeah, he's not a caricature. I get that. It's not, it doesn't have, I would not put this in the pantheon of great comedies or even buddy cop comedies. But what I will say is, and this is partially like, I will totally credit like David Ehrlich had this opinion before I did, but I very much agree with his opinion. And it's what I thought too while sitting in this movie. It's not a horror movie. It's not an animated movie. It's not a Marvel movie. And there's no superheroes. The stakes are stupid low. Like, this is just about Super people trying to overcome their own issues. And it's like, it felt really, to me, really refreshing. Like, I was finally, like, it was something that it just felt like we haven't seen in a long time. And while I would never hold it up as a great film, I had a good time watching it. And yes, I actually agree with you that there's a lot of issues and problems with this movie. But when I was focused on the main three characters and what they were trying to go through and how they're trying to do it, I was at least on board with this movie for somewhat of an, somewhat. I wouldn't pay a lot of money to go see this movie. I wouldn't suggest that it's something you have to go out of your way to see. And the fact that it's not doing well at the box office is totally fair. And the 49% or whatever it has on Rotten Tomatoes is totally fair. It's just to me not the not not the most egregious thing, not even the most egregious comedy of the year. You're right. The dead don't die. The dead don't die. <laughs> I'd also go with what men want. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Self-respect. This is ranked number. <laughs> listen, I had to listen to the Blake Check episode. I needed to know. Oh, I listened to it without watching it. Yeah, but once I had a, like, I literally, like, double-featured Serenity and What Men Want so I could listen to that episode. Oh, gosh, Serenity. <laughs> Sorry, I keep, I keep reminding you of that, Jim. I just want to, like, I don't know, Josh, I got, let's do a whole analysis on Serenity. <laughs> okay, okay, right, right now? Yeah. So. I, I think we've been going for a little bit. Is it about. His father's spoilers al- for Serenity, friends. If is, you, you can, yeah, 2019. Is, is it about his father's alcoholism? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, done. <laughs> I just I don't know. There's there are references to AA all over this film, and I'm like, why is this a thing? All right, all right. You you're given a choice. Uh-huh. A- a- as you've did a lot last week. Here we go. Gun to head. Here it is. Okay. Stuber. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch it again. Okay. Or Serenity. Gotta watch it again. Stuber. Okay. It is 13 minutes shorter. (laughs) But would you enjoy those 13 minutes 
less. Yep, there are 13 minutes worth of serenity that make me want to <laughs> blow my brains out. You're right. All right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so we, we beat the serenity bar. Serenity is my second to last film, Joshua. Well, well listen, I wasn't quite sure if this was going to be your worst. Listen, I'm based on just conversation alone, I thought this was your bottom. Like, I was like, nothing's worse than Stuber this No, year. there are five films below it. Okay. So All do right. you want from high to low or low to high? High, uh, high to low. Glass. <laughs> yes. The Dead Don't Die. Uh-huh. Replicas. Okay. Serenity. Okay. And Extremely Wicked. I can't read the rest of the okay, words. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something vile. Wicked. Extremely evil. Vile. Shockingly evil. Shockingly boring. It's not. It's appropriately boring. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Stuber is just behind the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Ah, oh, Sam Elliott. Yeah, spoilers. He does both. <laughs> he he takes a Stuber. No, it's just a weird film. <laughs> All right. Um, well, listen. I say dumb good time. Kylie says don't waste your time. There we go. There we are. Kylie's pulling out the Planet Hollywood game. She's very excited for it. Oh, no. She's less excited for I it. I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> well, these are the only ones that I win. So. Shoot. I don't know a single one with this one, and I only know... Okay, movies with Cher. Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. Moonstruck. The Witches of Eastwick. Um. Oh, uh, Stuck on You. You did it, Josh. <laughs> you have defeated me. I don't think I got any more. <laughs> I was real hoping after Witches of Eastwick you were done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, those stupid Fairly Brothers. They had one that was share. The other one was named Movies with Barbara Streisand. I think she's in Yentl. Yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. Funny Girl? Don't know what that is. Okay, great. There you go. All right, everyone. So you can find us at a bunch of different places. You can find us at Snuff. You can find us at friendofriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Give us a five star review or any star review as well. Hit that subscribe button. Stupid. <laughs> that helps us get more listeners. Find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at. DWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Watch together. Tumblers. Watch together. Letterboxd. Darby ACT and Kylie Gallisher. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. Josh, I'm tired of this times of summer. <laughs> <laughs> quack, 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 quack. <laughs>